With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk more important things. Let's talk Formula One, Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. Formula One in Vegas. Uh, Cam Indurunga joins us, Formula One commentator and Gridwalk host. Have you caught the Vegas bug, Cam? Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great to great to join you. I watched the opening ceremony. I've watched the Netflix doco where they crossed over with the full swing guys and as well as the Formula One drivers. It, it is alive. I was, I was interested to see how late Las Vegas would take to Formula One in the modern era. It has been there in the past, but it's been many decades since we were last in Las Vegas. And wowee, didn't they put on a show with the opening ceremony? I cannot wait until the cars hit the track tonight. I'm a cynical so-and-so, so I did uh, make a joke earlier today. I do find it hilarious there is an opening cer- ceremony for round 22 of a competition. <laughs> but it, it sounds like it's captured a whole heap of attention. You always knew there was going to be some real show business uh, ahead of the first iteration of this event. So so paint the picture. How did they, you know, um, you know, make such a big show of it? Well, this is a, it's a really interesting thing. The purest in me, I've grown up with the sport, so I, I completely hear what you're saying. I'm also a lover of all sports. It's strange to do an opening ceremony beforehand, but I, I let myself go. I let go of all my, my preconceived ideas about how Formula One would be, and I allowed myself to get swept up in it. And watching the opening ceremony when you saw people like uh, um, Australia's Keith Urban and Kylie Minogue up there, um, Journey saying, don't stop believing, Right on the main straight, massive crowd, the lights of Vegas lit up behind. And I'll be honest with you, I got swept up in it and I realised what Stefano Domenicali, who is the CEO of Formula One, wants to do. He wants every Grand Prix to be the flavour of the country and the city in which it resides. And it was very much Las Vegas. And and I'm pumped up for it. was a little bit sceptical. I mean, years ago when Liberty Media, the Americans, bought Formula One, and they started doing driver announcements at the Texas Grand Prix, the US Grand Prix. All the British fans turned their nose up. And, and you know what? They've been on social media blowing up about Las Vegas being too American. But why not celebrate Americans in America in Sin City? I think let's just get, get amongst it. Let's get excited. Uh, being the first one, pressure's got to be on for Formula One to get this absolutely right. And for local organisers to get it right, considering the financial outlay. We're not talking chump change, are we? No, we're talking billions of dollars. That's B, billions of dollars here. And it's actually, it's the first time Formula One has gone in completely. So not only are they bringing the show to town, but they're also the local promoter at this event. In all other Grand Prix around the world, there is a local promoting body. In Singapore, it's the Singapore Grand Prix Corporation. In Australia, it's the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. And they take on a lot of the risk. They pay a sanctioning fee to, to Formula One and then recover their money through ticket sales and government investment and other bits and pieces. Not with Las Vegas Grand Prix. Formula One is the organiser, the promoter, and they are carrying the can for everything. But it looks like it's cost them about a billion dollars. I saw some economic modelling 
Um, there was two numbers that were given out. Formula One themselves said it was going to be about a 1.6 to 1.8 billion dollar benefit to the Las Vegas economy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the mayor. So a local politician came out and said their modelling was actually at 1.2 billion. But regardless, that is a lot of lot of money to bring into the local economy. Um, I say good on Formula One for gambling in Sin City this time. Uh, locals have been hard to win over. Hey, when you make them sit in traffic, they're going to hate you. We all hate sitting in traffic, don't we? It's uh, it's a very good point. Las Vegas is not happy. Local residents uh, and businesses are not happy about the disruption. But you get that at every street circuit around the world. Yep. It's uh, one of those one of the, the the challenges you have when you shut down busy cities and you try and put up grandstands because you don't just do it the week before. Infrastructure starts months in advance, so they're they're not happy. The locals. But it's one of the slowest weekends of trade that Las Vegas has every year. That's why it's a great idea to put a big event in. If it is a resounding success and it delivers the numbers, I think a lot of the noise around disruption will start to dissipate. If it doesn't, if it doesn't pull the numbers, well, maybe that will start to rise. Hey, speaking of numbers, like Verstappen has just been immense this year. 17 Grand Prix victories. I think that is a record, breaking his own record for most in a season. I think you've got to go back to Vettel and Schumacher with 13 in a season. I know there's more on the calendar, so that certainly helps. But his dominance has done what for viewership numbers? Have people sort of flocked to see uh, an amazing talent, or has it been sort of uh, counterproductive to that? From from a from a uh, going back to my purest point of view, it is phenomenal to see an elite driver in an incredible team at the top of their game. So the the purest in me says this is incredible. If you actually look at the social media numbers, the viewership numbers, they are dropping away this year as a result of the dominance of Max Verstappen. That's where things like uh, brand new events, pageantry, midnight races, and all sorts of stuff add to a little bit of the extra flavour for people to tune in. But yeah, look, the sport has had a history of dominance at various times. Michael Schumacher dominated whilst he was with Ferrari. We saw Lewis Hamilton with complete and utter domination as he got to his seven world titles, a couple with McLaren, and then uh, all of that run in the new turbo hybrid era with Mercedes. Um, It's doing a little bit of damage, but tell me a sport that doesn't suffer a bit when you have one team dominating incredibly. I mean, the World Cup cricket's on at the moment. I heard you just reading out a text message before. Um, There was years gone by where Australia was pretty much dominant globally, and, and cricket was starting to lose numbers. How good is it to see just how close all those top teams are? So we always want sport where everyone's competitive. The challenge is sometimes you don't get it. What do we know of the track? I've seen some overhead shots and some descriptions of a flying pig. (laughs) The the track is an interesting layout. You kind of uh, resign to the street layout around uh, the main strip of Vegas. I'm really excited about what this race is going to throw up for multiple reasons. Long straights means passing opportunities at the end of them, particularly with DRS. But the the, um, the cooler air, because they're running at night, so the, they'll qualify at midnight and the race will start at 10 p.m. local time. So this, this is quite late for uh, Formula One Grand Prix. I mean, in Singapore, the race finishes around 10 p.m. So we're just we're starting at 10 p.m. on uh, on Sunday night. Well, sorry. I think it's actually technically Saturday night in Las Vegas. But um, starting the race at 10 p.m. means cool ambient temperatures. We're looking at seven degrees. We don't see that on the Formula One calendar. That's great for power, 
What that's not great for, though, is the Pirelli tyres. They are going to really struggle to get them into both a pressure and temperature window. Pressure and temperature means grip. If there is no grip on that circuit, it could throw up a, a surprise result this weekend. Uh, brilliant stuff. Uh, right. Uh, who, who is the best, the greatest threat to Verstappen making it 18? Because I, I, I can't see any way to look beyond him. So tell me I'm wrong. I'd say you're wrong at this event. Um, I mean, the, the odds say that he'll go in, um, you know, an unbackable favourite. So he'll be going in at evens. Um, the reality is behind him, though, in these conditions, um, I'm liking Ferrari at the moment. Carlos Sainz is the only driver that has beaten a Red Bull this year. He did that at Singapore. I've mentioned Singapore a couple of times tonight. But um, he uh, he's a threat. I believe McLaren is the closest threat to Red Bull, genuinely. Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri got the uh, sprint race win um, back at Qatar earlier this year. Uh, Lando Norris has yet to have a Formula One Grand Prix win. He is the second best talent of the year if you were lining them up and ranking them. I think McLaren's a real threat. And I, I'm going to throw Mercedes in there. They had a bad race recently, but I think Mercedes will find something to unlock this weekend. So this is not all Max's, um, you know, all his own way. This is a track they've never driven on in conditions they're not used to. And we don't know whether the Red Bull, the McLaren, the Aston Martin, which one is actually going to be able to switch on the tyre in those conditions. And that is what I'm really looking forward to when we get into practice later today. Uh, all right. Uh, if Verstappen wins, will he go to the after party? <laughs> I, he does my like I know there's Max Verstappen's actually been out uh, he's been in the media there's a lot being said where he goes you know I, I just want to go racing forget all the carnival the circus everything else some people are interpreting that as him being a bit of a stick in the mud I can tell you Max Verstappen loves a party as much as the next person um, the reality is he just wants to get his racing run and done um, there will be a few of those drivers that will be definitely hitting up after parties they are extremely fit athletes but Carlos Sainz, after he won in Singapore, was seen in the wee hours of the morning uh, enjoying himself at Amber Lounge, which is one of the most famous after parties. It happens at Monaco and also Singapore. So the drivers don't mind getting amongst it. And, and Max, uh, in his off-season, he certainly doesn't mind a bit of a party. Absolutely. Brilliant stuff. Thanks so much. Enjoy what is going to be quite the event this weekend, Cam. Thanks for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you very much.